What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Deconstructing. I am one of your gracious hosts, Curtis Cooper, and I am joined by the inquisitive Delaney Harris. Hey. <laughs> I realize Hello. I've probably reused a few adjectives at this point, but uh, that, that's a new one. I was about to say, I love the adjectives you use for my name. I'm all over it, so keep it up. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a words of affirmation person, so I oh. love to give them out too. You know, I don't think I've ever been, like, I don't think you ever told me that, and I've been friends with you for uh, forever, so I'm glad you told me oh, that. Oh, really? Now. Yeah. It's kind of a double-edged sword, though, because, oh, yeah? like, on one hand, like, I, I run off of, like, compliments and, like, kind words. Um, especially like from a romantic standpoint, but that also means that I can be lied to fairly easily <laughs> oh. because if they're like, oh yeah, like, of course I love you. I'll be like, I believe you. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's a good point. So yeah, be nice to the words of affirmation people. Tell them the truth, please. Yeah. Cause they're going to we can easily, heart. we can easily be hurt, mm-hmm. but we are not talking about sex and relationships this <laughs> week. Imagine that. <laughs> Well, I mean, we did we didn't last week either, so that's we're on that's a pretty true. good streak. We'll probably go back to it next week because that's just yeah. the best topic. And the thing Let's is, it, it wasn't the topic last week, but I'm pretty sure it came up. So. Oh, it absolutely did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Well, this is going to be a very interesting topic this week. I am absolutely fascinated with your take on this topic. So, so this week we kind of have a a menagerie of topics underneath one theme and that is genetics and cloning mm-hmm. so Dell, what do you know about cloning oh my not a lot um in fact almost nothing i know that it's like i've seen like like movies where there's cloning involved but that's kind of it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so why don't you educate me Oh, I mean, I know similar amounts to you. Um, okay. The main thing we're talking about here that me and you actually know is ethics. Mm-hmm. So I want to start off by saying, um, do you think it's ethical for human beings to attempt to replicate each other aside from the natural processes of procreation? I think it's ethical. I don't think there's an issue with it. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to take heat for that, but I don't think there's an issue with it. (laughs) How come? Because I feel like a lot of people would be like, well, I mean, you're taking the creative power of God away from them. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. However, however, um, in a sense, like traditional procreation is still procreation. And so I'm not sure that the method of procreation is really, terribly mm. important as long as it's just procreation because god didn't say he said go for, be, be fruitful and multiply but he didn't say you know do it this way and true and it's not like um i mean some people would argue differently but it's not like god like preordains when people are going to um copulate <laughs> and uh <laughs> why are things even now <laughs> we talk about sex all the time but now it's like <laughs> awkward <laughs> <laughs> now we're now we're just like oh sex that's, that's something that maybe exists purity uh, culture purity culture but go on sorry um 
but yeah, I mean, God gave us the power mm-hmm. to have children. Yeah. And there's obviously people didn't have the capacity or the technology to clone each other mm-hmm. in the Bible. And honestly, the only, the only like genetic ethics that I can even think of in the Bible is when um, they talk about like the Nephilim. Oh, what's that? So I think we talked about this in the aliens episode, maybe Um, the one basically where uh, angels slash demons mingle mingled with mankind and in turn uh, gave birth to the giants. Yes. For the Nephilim. Yes. Okay. I remember. And it's kind of portrayed in a negative light in the Bible, or at least that's how I've always had it explained to me. Okay. Um, but that's really the only thing I can think of in terms of like the Bible saying like, oh, here's like a different kind of like mating practice or a okay. different like genetic line as it were. Okay, interesting. So um, what's your take that on it then? Is it ethical or not? Um, I think it's, it's definitely one of those things where, um, I think you should be careful before you open like Pandora's box as it were, because once you like, once we, we have the true capability of cloning humans, then that kind of crosses a line to where do people ever have to procreate again? Um, would laws be passed as a result of that saying like hey like since we can have complete control over like population numbers now like no more procreation Mm. um and of course that assumes that like at some point the government will be like 10 times more fascist than it is now right and take all of our control away which is another like conspiracy theory issue for another day Mm -hmm. um but I kind of put it in the same category as I do like artificial intelligence okay. where like um, there has, there have to be some kind of limitations to it and some kind of like ethical restrictions put in place where like, we can't just clone a bunch of people and then just say, Oh yeah, we can, what are the moral rights of these clones? Hmm. Say for example, a corporation is in charge of them. Well, then you're injecting capitalism into it. And do these clones have the same rights that quote unquote regular humans do? Okay, interesting. And then that also asks the question, where does this fall with the whole like pro-life, pro-choice debate? Oh goodness, we're getting really into it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We're in, we're in like um, the clone, the, like if a person is a clone, and we have the capability to create clones, then by not doing that, would that be in essence like snuffing out lives before they're even born? Dang. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Wow, that's the quite that wow. I didn't so wow. Okay. (laughs) I will say that when we suggested this topic, I did not think about it as being this in depth. This is (laughs) quite the conundrum. I would say, um, 
I don't know about the whole um, the last point you made with it being if we don't create, then we've snuffed out like before it exists. But I don't know if I disagree with that just because I can't wrap my, wrap my mind around it. It might be like just too big for me to. Well, it let, let me let me put that argument in a different way that I've heard it before. Okay. Um, it's a similar argument to I believe Catholics, uh, or at least a lot of Catholics believe that. Um, you should only have sex to procreate. Okay. And that any form of sex, like especially like ejaculation, is a potential life that yeah. you would be throwing away by wasting it. Wow. So, I mean, it's a very extreme argument. That's extreme, yes. Um, and I think that that argument is similar in scale to like, oh, if you have all these like test tubes of genes and um, zygotes of like clones and you don't let them all come to fruition, then you're in essence like stopping that life from being born. Hmm, okay, I see, I see now. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, so what I will say is that I've always kind of seen life is not so much like the ingredients, but more of the process of the creation. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure that if it's like, what did you call them? Zygotes? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think zygotes are the fertilized eggs in the next like stage in that okay. when like they both come together. Got you. And so have it. Okay. Well, that, yeah. I've actually discussed this before, but not in relation to cloning, but in relation to um, uh, artificial insemination. Mm. Yeah. So I think that it's, ooh, oh, goodness. I don't even know if I have an opinion on it because it's just, I, I go to state my opinion and then like my mind like kind of grasps more of the concept and I disagree with myself already. And then I go to just change my opinion and I go back to my original opinion. It's like, <laughs> it's a maze. I, I'm not sure. I well, think hey, that's, that, that's what we're all about here, Del, is if you say something that you disagree with later in the episode, just bring it up and we're not going to judge you for it. That is true. That is true. We're so, thinking in live action. We haven't, we haven't written out scripts for this. So this is, is this true. is basically like jazz. We just make it up as we go along. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I will say this. I don't think that just an artificially or not artificially just any even if it's not artificial but just an inseminated egg is necessarily a, a whole life i do think that it is that it has life to it but i don't think that it is entirely complete yet i think the process mm -hmm. completes it and so i think that's also like why i don't really have a stance on pro-choice pro-life pro-life is because i'm kind of in the middle where that I think the process is super important to life, but it is life at the beginning and the end of the process, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to cloning, I think that yes, it's a life, but that life is not complete until it is done being um, completed. <laughs> so that's, um, that's where I stand on that. I think, what do you think? So it, to, to put your, to put your stance into a different perspective, it seems like you're saying that yes, like a life exists or like the potential for life exists there, but it doesn't necessarily have a soul binded to it yet. Right. Not a complete soul. I think it has the start of a soul, but I think it's a growth process. I don't think it's immediate. The soul enters. The soul does not exist. I think it's like a process, almost like, um, like when you grow a plant in the ground, mm -hmm. 
like like if you're growing a potato and you like you can't see the potato grow it's in the ground but you can see like the the top of the plant growing and you can say oh that's a potato plant but it's not a potato yet it might have it might have like a part of a potato but it's not a potato that's a terrible example i can't believe <laughs> comparing childbirth well, I mean, to potatoes. It's, <laughs> and it's also like just any any organ where like oh yeah, yeah like i you don't have a fully formed like pancreas until like a certain stage and i feel like i it would make sense that souls work the same way how you like develop one right yeah so that's my perspective on that but what do you do think? you have do you have any opinions about when you think the soul is fully developed you know i i do i do think it's before childbirth i think it's at some point in the womb i don't know that it's immediately at conception i think that it's somewhere in there i'm not sure that it's like a definite like every child is the exact same i think that um at some point the 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 ingredients that are together to form the like the biological and physiological child at some point a spiritual element enters into that child and that's when like the soul exists when it's got a mind and Mm-hmm. It's got a conscience and I'm not sure if like, I, maybe there is like a certain point in development where every single child develops that, but similar to how like we all lose our teeth at different ages. We all start our periods at different ages. We all start different forms of development of ages. I think that comes a little bit different for each person. And I love the way that scripture puts it where it's as if God breathes into each one of us and bestows upon us the soul. Yes. At some point. Yeah. It's a very elegant way of putting it like this breath. And when we die, this breath returns from whence it came. Yeah. I find that beautiful too. That's, it's, it's so incredible the way that it's worded in the Bible. So we just had a backdoor abortion discussion. Nice. We did, didn't we? <laughs> hey, it's, it's easy to get there when you talk genetics and all of this, uh, cloning talk um so okay um bouncing off of that let's talk something a little bit more i guess in the zeitgeist and um that's a little bit more feasible right now i know that like cloning is like way more advanced than we even realize it is at least i feel like it is um but let's talk about something that's like more um i guess relevant okay do you know what designer babies are though um i have a guess are they basic basically like cherry picking genes right that's what i was gonna say so where you know you know what you want your baby to either look like or what kind of attributes you want it to have right like blue eyes or blonde hair that kind of yeah yep what are your thoughts on that ideology I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's like immoral. I think it's extremely boring. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's extremely, um, in a way, I think it sets the child up for failure because the parents are are designing their baby. And even if you design to have blonde hair, blue eyes, or to have like certain attributes, it's still going to be who they are and not who you want them to be. But because you've like designed them and you have that predetermined concept of who they are or what they are, like appearance wise then um when that child gets to a point where they have their own ability to make their decisions and live their own lives and they're not 
a designer child anymore. They are who they are. I think that sets the child up to feel like or look like a failure in the parent's eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's something that's true of life is that the more we try to force things into a box and to like identify it and label it, the more that that thing or person even breaks out. Yeah, definitely. And forms like their own unique identity. Mm -hmm. um, so I would, I would say like, yeah, like I don't think there's, if you, if you A, have a, have a designer baby or you are a designer baby, like you're not some like cursed creature. Right. And you shouldn't feel guilty about that. But just know that like, best laid plans don't uh, always turn out like we expect them to so just be open-minded to uh what your child turns into or who they turn into right yep definitely all right Del, your turn throw out a genetic question anything a genetic question okay well i want to circle back over to cloning um yes yes we were so definitely going to get back to that Okay, so when it comes to cloning, um, you have, okay, so cloning being the concept that you're duplicating a person, is that my, under is my understanding of that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you duplicate a person, does that duplicate have a soul or are they just a replica of the original soul? Oh, that is, that is an interesting question um, <laughs> because in essence, this would be, this would be by definition an artificial person, right? Yep. Yes. Like a man-made or person-made person. Right. And also like kind of a follow-up, but also kind of with that question, would the actions that that clone made, the artificial person, would the actions that they made in like in their duplication, would that then reflect back on you and your moral accounting for at the end of time? Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, I really don't. I think that they, um, let's, okay. I want to, I want to pause this for a second. I want to come back to this. Okay. Um, and Del, I don't know if you've heard this before in like Christian evangelical Seventh-day Adventist circles, but I've heard that um, for many things like, oh, artificial intelligence, cloning, like aliens even, like before mankind is ever able, ever fully able to do any of that, mm -hmm. that's when Jesus will decide to come because, oh, um, mankind should not be able to do this stuff. Okay. Um, so that, that's what a lot of people believe. A lot of people believe that like truly cloning people will never be possible. Do you believe that? And that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think I do believe that true cloning will be cracked you do yeah okay i think so um because it's a biological natural process right it's not some it's not some crazy like supernatural thing we don't know how it works right that being said the whole idea of a soul is something we don't know how it works and like the whole like mind body problem mm. about like is is the conscious mind physically attached to the body or is it something that exists ethereally outside of the body? Okay. 
Um, so I don't know how a soul would work with someone who is a clone. Okay. What do you think? I, ooh, um, I don't think that the original, like the, the original person before they were cloned, I don't think they would have a responsibility or an accounting for the actions of their clone. However, I also don't think that that clone would have a soul. I think that they would oh, be- Oh, interesting. Right. I think they would definitely be a person. I think they'd definitely be like everything that a person is except with the absence of a soul. I'm not sure if I if if I think that because it sounds like a really good story that I'd like to write, <laughs> or mm-hmm. if it is truly my stance. Um, but I just think that the torment that that person would have, knowing that that their life really truly is almost meaningless because they will never see the end of it because they don't have a soul that can carry them to the next life or afterlife. I think that 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 to me it sounds really interesting to. Like, I want to write a book about it. That's fascinating. But also, I think it's, like, horrible and awful and so sad. And so it fascinates me. So, yeah, that that would have been my next question about, like, what your belief about, like, the soul and afterlife, afterlifes okay. are. Um, how does the soul connect to the afterlife in your view? So I am very divided on this opinion. Um I grew up believing that the soul did one of two things after a person, like the body of a person was deceased. It either went straight up to God and to, to heaven, or it was put in the ground, depending on the life it lived. For example, like we know souls of, I think, is it Moses or is it Abraham? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them went up to heaven immediately. And then I think Elijah that was Moses. Moses. Okay. And I think Elijah too, his soul did not, go in the ground and went up to heaven and so i think or his i guess his body went in the ground no his body didn't even go in the ground he went straight yeah, to no, heaven himself. Uh, elijah elijah and enoch were both people who'd never died That's moses insane. did die moses right. did die but his soul was taken up to heaven okay got you so that's fascinating to me for one, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> Speaking about the afterlife. So I, that's what I grew up believing. My current stance though, I'm not sure that for one, I'm not sure that we only get one shot in life. I'm not sure if our soul only does this one time or mm-hmm. if the soul does life multiple times. Um, I also know, like I know children who've died who I don't think that that was all their soul experience. I think their soul went on to live somewhere else in someone else. Mm-hmm. So I think that it varies from person to person, just like it does biblically, where it varied from um, Moses and Enoch, you said, and uh, mm-hmm. and Elijah. I think it varies from situation to situation, person to person. But I think ultimately that our soul is what carries us into the next life. I don't think it's our body. You know, I think I would, I would agree with that, how like um, there is something there is something permanent and impermanent in us at the same time, our body being impermanent, whatever that spiritual essence in is something that's made of something a little bit more permanent. Yeah, definitely. Um, I believe, I think it's in like um, first Corinthians, like 15, I want to say where it talks about like the idea of, uh, Christ being the the last Adam and 
of course, Adam being the first Adam, um, and how um, Christ put uh, made the corruptible incorruptible and put immortality on the mortal and having like both of those ideas together in humanity is fascinating wow i i've never heard that that's really interesting and i believe in at the end of first corinthians 15 um it quotes i believe it's either a psalm or a proverb where it says oh death where is your sting oh hades where is your victory right because obviously christ conquers all death ultimately right wow so did i did i answer your question fully originally i don't think you've answered it completely no okay can you pose the question one more time sure um you okay so i asked if the clone would have a soul and if it the clone did have did, whether that had a soul, I guess, if the first original copy would have a moral accounting to that clone's actions. And you, I think you mentioned that they wouldn't have an accounting for, I think you said. Okay. Um, I, don't think you I, want, I want to adjust my answer and say, I do believe the clone would have a soul. Okay. Because I believe that consciousness and the idea of the mind and the idea of a soul are one in the same. Oh, okay. Because I think that um, this is uh, building off of what we've said in previous episodes, where um, I think it's the last episode where we're talking about like the idea of our inner godly nature mm-hmm. and the fact that we were made in the image of God. And I think our souls are the number one thing that reflect that because God is consciousness. God is um, choice and intelligence and God bestowed that upon his creation being us. And therefore I think that our souls, okay. So do you know the idea of, uh, or the concept of a black box in an airplane? No. So in airplanes, um, when they are like, when they crash, mm-hmm. people have, people say, oh, let's go find the black box, find out what happened. Because basically you, they put, they basically transmit all the data in this airplane to this black box constantly. Okay. And the black box is made of like indestructible material. Okay. So that when they go and recover it from a crash site, they know exactly what happened with the plane. It's basically the plane's quote unquote soul. This is a real thing? Yeah. I've never heard that. That's very interesting. And, and, a, and uh, a fun question that people ask is like, well, why don't they just make the plane out of what they make the black box out of? So it's instructive. <laughs> well, it's because it'd be way too heavy to fly. True, true. Um, um, but yeah, I think that our souls kind of function similarly to, black, to the black box where all of the essential information about who we are and what we believe is encapsulated in our soul, okay. in our conscious mind. And of course, subconscious would be wrapped up in there as well. Right. Um, and I think that yes, it's tied into our physical brain, but I think that there's definitely like a spiritual supernatural element to that 
that is, um, I don't know if it's necessarily like bestowed one-on-one by, by God, but there definitely is some kind of godly or spiritual movement there to bestow that. Um, and so I think that if um, God is all powerful, like we believe they are, um, and it were allowed for us to clone ourselves, then I think that souls would be, would have to be a part of the equation. Because I, I do believe that there are certain lines that um, humans are not allowed to cross um, based off of like godly laws and ethics. And one of those is making like soulless husks that would literally be doomed to like eternal death if they were to die. Right. I think that's just kind of cruel, personal. Yeah. I do too. But it's, it's, it's really like, I don't know. I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of, but like it's something that like I want to I want to write a book about again. It's yes. Like, it's like, oh my goodness, like that's such a wild concept to wrap my mind around. Let's start a GoFundMe <laughs> and have all of our loyal listeners contribute to that so we can write a book. Oh yeah, all all six of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's more than six people that listen to this on the weekly. Oh really? Yep. Okay. I, I haven't checked the aliens episode yet, but for the first two, we were averaging like twenty-five to thirty. Oh okay, okay. So not too shabby. Not too shabby. We just gotta pump it up to like ten thousand, and then have everyone give us a dollar, and then we're oh. good. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Don't even need to work anymore. Nope. <laughs> Please fund our retirement. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was an excellent question, though. I thank you. Thank you. Now I had, let's see, I'm trying to think of another genetic question that I had. Um, Oh, and I think that something we should mention amongst all this is um, genetics for the last like 200 years since we've had a good understanding of them have been used as an excuse to commit atrocities. Yeah, that is true. Like as soon as you start saying, well, because I'm born like this, I'm inherently superior to other people born like that. Right. And that is a slippery slope that will destroy your soul so don't think that way this destroy your soul and it'll also be destructive for other people in your way exactly mm-hmm. and i don't think like a lot of people blame like darwinism for that or like evolution for that mm. and i don't blame i don't blame like one like scientific realm of thought for that i blame evil for that <laughs> right because like that's just because i mean evil like racist supremacist ideology will always latch on to something that's popularized so we just got to be careful and not use this as an excuse to be bad towards each other right okay so yeah 
I don't know why my mind is blanking right now. I'm usually pretty good at thinking on my feet and knowing what I want to talk about. Well, I will say that cloning for me is like I've never I don't I think apart from a passing converse like comment from you, I've never mm. really like delved into the topic. And so it's it's a whole new realm of discussion for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do find it really interesting though, the concept of like like humans can create other humans in a way that is not like traditionally the way it's done. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know, it's okay so like let's come back for a second then what do you think about like artificial insemination like where i think there's a method of doing it where they like they like they inseminate the egg outside of both outside of the woman's body and then they inject both into the woman's body yeah so and then also that you i think they can do that like freeze it and then like later on inject it yeah 100 percent I was watching TikTok. Imagine that. I was watching a TikTok where <laughs> a girl was discussing how she, like, she had a twin sister who was two years younger than she was. And everyone was like, well, that's not possible. And then she explained that they were all frozen. And she had another, like, sibling that was part of that batch. That's a terrible way of putting it, but part of that batch that I was. I mean, it's a batch. It is a batch <laughs> that was created and then um, inseminated, like, years later. So they're all from, like, the same same time period. And so they're all from the same group of eggs and the same group of sperm, but they're all born at different points in time. So let's say that that's done. Like there's a, a sperm and an egg mix and frozen and then disposed of. Mm-hmm. I, I knew someone who had, she was religious and she had that. She had a, um, an inseminated egg frozen and then she decided she didn't want any more kids and she couldn't throw it away because she felt like it was destroying a human life. Mm. Yeah. And she hasn't. She, I don't. I don't think she ever made a decision. I think she's still like. I don't know what to do with this. It's frozen. Right. So what's your what's your perspective on that? Okay. So, um, to start with, I obviously have zero problem with any like insemination, um, any like birth assistance in terms of that. I think that's great. And if it's the path that you want to go down, absolutely go down it. Um, but. Your specific question about you have this frozen, like potential for life, we'll call it, just to be, just to ride both sides of the fence for a second. Um, Is it ethical to just throw it away? And I mean, can that tiny cell feel pain no does it have any essence of consciousness no definitely doesn't have a soul in my opinion um so i don't think i don't think god is is going around chopping people down for murder because they're like oh yeah like i can't handle another child and i have uh this avenue waiting for me in case i want one um so yeah, I think it. I don't blame her for being trepidatious about it because I feel like Christian culture has been kind of designed to worship pre, um, pre-born life to the point where like it's been politicized so much that people are like told that you're a horrible person if you don't worship pre-born life then uh, that's why a lot of people feel just this 
ravenous guilt about it. And I think that's a tragic thing because it causes people to focus less on post-born lives where they're like, hey, there's starving children. What do we do about those? The ones we have, not the ones we might have. Like, like focus on what's, what we got. That was a long, like rambling answer. What are your thoughts? I think that's an excellent point. And I agree with you on your point that um, I don't have an issue with artificial insemination at all. And I don't think, I don't think, like I said, I think that the production of a soul is a process, not just in, it happens at insemination. And so I think that, I don't think it would be snuffing out of life to not use the fertilized egg. But I can see where someone might think that and that would be hard for them, especially if they hold that belief that could be like a very, very difficult decision to make. Mm -hmm. I love a good pregnant pause in a podcast, you know, (laughs) gives people like a second to like, okay, like, uh, where are we going next? Or if we have a really good pregnant pause, they look down on their phone to see if something bad happened. To That's what I always do. I'm always <laughs> like, what did I do my phone? <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> no, yeah. I think that the topic of cloning is definitely mind-boggling for me. It's definitely on the list of things like I want to come back to when we have some special guests on at some point. Maybe yes. some people who have gone through the insemination process or who have just more genetic knowledge than we do because we are psych majors we are psych majors aren't we yeah. um but i think that oh i do have a question what What's that? um with your previously stated thoughts on um the makeup of clones would you date someone who you know is a clone? Oh, I knew that question was coming. As soon as I knew the topic this week, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, I personally would not. It would twist up my mind too much. Because you don't believe they have a soul. Right. And I would struggle with just the concept that this person wasn't an original. <laughs> that would just like, that would just, I don't know if I should say original because I can be original, but it's not, it's not it's not traditional, I guess. I don't know. It would just, it would, it would boggle my mind, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think it's immoral. Mm -hmm. I just think that for me, it would just, it would be too much of a mind, mind twister. Okay. Let me twist up your mind even more. Okay. Let's say that I marry a clone and we have a child. Does that child have a soul? Oh my goodness. Um, I would say yes if you ha- if if the child was created um oh my god oh my god <laughs> if the child was created the natural way that god intended I was about to say that I was like that is not what I think that that's so messed up actually I think I want to go back I think that a clone does have a soul oh let's go we changed our <laughs> mind people I just had to hear it like that. I'm like, oh, that's a terrible way of saying that. It's no. like, oh, that's a terrible way to think. I sound, I sound like the bad people. Exactly. I was like, oh my. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I think that. Okay, wow, wow, I am humbled. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um. So in answering that, then yes, I guess the child would have a soul if the clone 
then too had a soul. Soul plus soul equals soul. There we go. It's, it's like two plus two. Wait, wait not two plus two. Odd and odd and eight. no wait. How did it go? An even and even is an even, and an odd plus an odd is a. That's not. I think it it's. Uh, I think. Uh, it's multiplication, so in, isn't it? An odd plus an odd is always an even. Okay. And an even plus an even is also always an even. But an odd but plus an, an even. even is always an odd. Ah, there it is. See, I remembered something from third grade. I just couldn't remember what Hey, let's go. <laughs> uh, I loved math as a child. Did you? I was one of those weird kids. I liked it too. Um, you were also one of those weird kids. Though. That's why we have this podcast together. That is why we have this podcast. Yeah. My brother hated it though. My brother <laughs> hated math. He was good at math, but he hated it. He was one of those regular kids. He was <laughs> one of those regular kids. <laughs> like i would i would uh i had this book of robots that i drew of course you did oh i think i've seen this i I feel like i've showed it to you yeah go on though. where like i would get so bored in elementary school because i would just get all my stuff done Uh that i would i had this laminated book well i had these laminated sleeves that i would slip these drawings into once i finished them and i of course numbered them so that i would i could keep track of them and then i colored them in and uh, it was it was a big production yeah and they had like different like descriptions for each right yeah they had I think I named them each something different yeah that's what it was yeah I remember that because you I think when I was at your house the first time like I don't know six or seven years ago when you showed it to me (laughs) yeah that sounds right yeah I actually gave it away to a friend did you really yeah oh my god everyone everyone everyone's like why did you do that yeah. And I'm like, I mean, this this friend was an artist, so I thought they would um, like it, and they did. Did they? Yeah, and they were like, we can't possibly accept this. And I'm like, well, <gasps> if I ever have kids, I'll want it back to show them, so give it to me then. I know which friend this is. Yes, that was that's <laughs> actually, now that I know which friend it is, very, very sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I just, if it is who I think it is, which I'm positive it is. So <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> yeah, I thought so. Maybe somewhere in the ether they'll find this podcast and listen to it. Maybe, maybe. But Del, that is that is all of the genetic questions I have for now. I I think that was a really good discussion, and I think my mind has expanded. So that's always the goal. I think mind has as well, because I'd never even thought about if clones had souls. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. We we've grown then. Look at I'll us. definitely I'll definitely bake in the soul talk to the title for this podcast. It'll be it'll be good. Yeah. Maybe something like uh, cloning genetics and the makeup of the soul. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Sounds spicy and a little bit eccentric. Yes, pulls in the religious audience too. Oh, but of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> So, Del, where can our audience find you if they need you? They can find me on Instagram at a underscore fake underscore redhead. Absolutely. And they can find me on Instagram at footballer. You know, actually, no, that's my old one. Um, my current Instagram is curtiscooper64. I didn't even realize you changed it. Yep. Right. Footballer Colts is a stupid name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
well it was time <laughs> um but as always signing off i am curtis cooper and i am delaney and this has been deconstructing have a fulfilling day slash week and see you next week <laughs>